Um, Emily, I know something about you. <laughs> what? Uh, that you used to be an opera singer. I did, yes. Can, are you still good at it? <laughs> <laughs> Better than me, I presume. I hope so, I hope so. But I mean, try it, go for it, sing and we'll see. Um, what, what do you think is a good kind of test of what's a good kind of standard thing to do uh, something from an opera oh okay um so uh, i'm gonna do a scale i guess i'm, I'm not having a sing-off with you just so we're really clear i'm just gonna judge you quietly but, um, <laughs> <laughs> la 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 that's actually an arpeggio but it was very nice boom <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> no, yes, I'm, yeah, I've been doing my opera singing all wrong all this time. <laughs> right, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Hello, it's Kirsty Styles here, and welcome to the weekly economics podcast, where this week I'm joined by Emily Kenway, director of the Fair Tax Mark. She talked to us about David Cameron's anti-corruption conference, which awkwardly followed the Panama Papers leak. A cancer at the heart of the world's problems, a bigger threat than terrorists. Fantastically corrupt. The condemnation of corruption at today's London summit could not have been stronger. All this amid the colonial bling of Lancaster House. These abuses are not accidents or loopholes, they are the design of the system. And there happens to also be a very good privacy, let's put it like that, if not secrecy. Well, hold on, let's stop using that word secrecy. Let's please not use the word secret again, because it's not appropriate. Well, one of the most serious allegations facing a world leader are those against the Malaysian Prime Minister. I ask you, sir, why you haven't resigned over personal involvement in the corruption scandal of global proportions, sir? Are you going to resign, Prime Minister? The circumstances and habits of people who are effective leaders will vary greatly. We're at the gold standard by making our data public. There's more money laundering going on in New York, Frankfurt and London than any of the finance centres. <laughs> So hello, Emily, and welcome to the Weekly Economics Podcast. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. Great to have you. Uh, so last week, David Cameron hosted world leaders in London at an anti-corruption summit. Might sound like a stupid question, but what were they discussing? Well, it's part of the Sustainable Development Goals, one of which says that the aim is to substantially reduce corruption. So our Prime Minister, David Cameron's decided he's going to be the kind of caped crusader of anti-corruption. And they discussed a number of themes around this, like uh, corruption in sport, like recovering stolen assets better. But the main story was undoubtedly tax. And it could not have been. It was because of lots of hard work of campaigning organisations and over 300 economists who'd had a letter published saying, look, tax has got to be the key issue in this. And we kind of knew they were going to talk about a couple of areas on this. Transparency around company ownership, which is one way tax avoidance happens, and also making sure that transparency is shared between countries' tax authorities so they can start joining the dots and recovering those funds. Um, so this summit has uh, come in the aftermath of the Panama Papers. Uh, for those who have been uh, otherwise engaged for the past few months. Can you just explain exactly what the uh, Panama Papers are and what effect this kind of awkward uh, coincidence has had? 
Yeah, so they are the biggest leak in history. They are bigger than WikiLeaks. They're bigger than the Snowden files. It's 11.5 million files from the database of this law firm called Mossack Fonseca. It specialises in setting up offshore companies. And let's just remember, this is actually the fourth largest firm of this kind. So numbers one, two and three, we haven't seen data from them. Imagine what that would say. It showed us that a number of world leaders have been funnelling funds into offshore places, which could be avoiding taxes. Um, So Iceland's Prime Minister had to resign over this. David Cameron's father was implicated. But it actually showed us something even more interesting about the UK. So of these 200,000 companies in this information, over half of them were registered somewhere called the British Virgin Islands. And that is a British overseas territory. That means we have influence and power over that area. So really, this shows us that the UK is at the centre of a web of the biggest tax haven in the world. And the Tax Justice Network has found that too in its uh, financial secrecy index. If you put together the UK and these territories, we rank highest. So take um, this corruption summit in the context of what these papers show. And it's looking a bit interesting that our Prime Minister is trying to be this kind of caped crusader against corruption. Nice. I love it that they branded it the British Virgin Islands, like terrible. If, you, if you're going to do something like that, <laughs> it's not just, great PR, yeah, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so after the uh, Panama Papers uh, revelations, uh, as you just said, tax was on the agenda at the anti-corruption summit. Uh, what did David Cameron uh, announce uh, while he was there and what is uh, going to be done about this? Well, I think, first of all, we have to we have to not be disingenuous. We have to be clear what was this summit and what wasn't it. I think all of us have seen enough summits of global leaders to know that they're not going to come out with like a kind of we've solved tax now plan. But um, we saw one major problem, which was that key countries weren't even there. So th- that British Virgin Islands territory wasn't even there. So really, how far were we going to get? But we did see some more countries come out and commit to sharing the ownership information of uh, companies registered in their countries. That matters because secrecy is how people avoid tax and secrecy is how corrupt money flows around the world. And then they did bring out this global declaration, which is a kind of lightweight statement that they don't agree with people abusing anonymous companies. But I mean, who knows what that's going to turn into. Cameron did use the summit to do a couple of things for the UK. So any company that owns property in the UK is now going to have to say who owns it. And that's really good for things like the London um property prices problem because a lot of that is coming from overseas money in secret companies and he did say also that he's going to bring in a law that means corporate executives who are letting money laundering happen in their company could be themselves legally liable so we could actually see people be prosecuted for the first time although we don't necessarily want to point to bad apples when the barrel is what's rotten but he didn't announce what everyone was calling for which were public registers of the owners of companies in these British overseas territories like the British Virgin Islands. He didn't announce that. He didn't use enough power to make that happen. So he's kind of got egg on his face for that one. Love it. Like This is like a cool like, insider news report. Thank you very much, Emily. Uh, so um, if Britain's uh, overseas territories and their crown dependencies have to share who owns the companies in those countries, do you think that'll help to stop people moving money there to avoid paying tax? Well, some people say no to this, okay, because the point of these offshore um, places is um, a a two-pronged thing. Firstly, it's that it's secret ownership, but secondly, that it's low taxes. So the low tax rates would still exist, even if we get rid of the secrecy. But I would say, actually... 
people who say it won't change things are wrong because the secrecy is one of the main drivers. Let's think about that Icelandic prime minister. He had uh, money in an offshore entity that had a stake in Icelandic banks and he had not told anyone that. And he was part of negotiations after the financial crisis of whether or not to save those banks with no one in that country knowing that he had a financial interest in them. Secrecy is a massive driver of why people are putting their money in these places. And I think if anything should tell us we're onto something good here, it's the pushback from these territories. If it didn't matter to them to become transparent, why would they be saying, oh, we really don't want to? Um, it is only one step in a path to sorting this out. So, for example, we need to look at the other side of these companies. Um, we know that I think around 48% of the time when companies like this are formed, the law firm forming them never even finds out who the owners were in the first place, which is obviously completely ridiculous. So the transparency um, at the other side is only part of this chain, but it is a part that we desperately need. OK, so, I mean, it sounds like you think we're kind of onto something, but we're not quite there yet. If world leaders really want to solve the problems of tax avoidance and evasion, what do you think that they could or should be announcing? Well, there are quite a lot of things because this is obviously quite complicated territory, but um, I'll, I'll give you a couple of them. So one of the things that we would really like to see is public country by country reporting. So most multinational countries don't report how much money they make and how much tax they pay in all of the places where they have a presence. So that means they can set up kind of fake companies, shell companies, and hide profits there. That means they can do things like we've heard about in the news, where they're taking profits out of a country with high taxes, and they're putting them into a country with lower taxes through artificial transactions and avoiding tax in the process. If we have public country by country reporting, we'll be able to see what transactions are happening, we'll be able to see where actual trade and profit is occurring, and that will help to realign profit with taxes being paid. So we'd really like to see that. We also would really like to see companies doing proper tax policies um, and that doesn't happen at the moment. So um, in the summer we're going to have a new finance act and that's going to require large companies to publish tax strategies and that sounds really good except for quite a big problem with this piece of legislation which is that it only asks for companies to talk about how their uh, tax planning affects the UK but of course these multinational companies are playing with tax between their UK parts and their parts in other countries. And this tax document isn't going to say anything about that at all. So it's a bit like doing an x-ray on the part of the body that you know isn't broken. So we'd like to see proper tax policies with statements in like, we're not going to abuse tax havens, you know, we're not going to use artificial transactions. And that is what we look for at the Fair Tax Mark where I work. But there's another part of this as well, which is us as people, we can do something here. And I think that aside from campaigning, which is obviously vital, we need to think about how we're talking about tax as we go out and about. So, you know, death and taxes. Tax is a headache. It's kind of a penalty. It's taking something away from me. Actually, it's about creating the kind of society and economy we want. It's about funding the vital services that we need. It's about making a collective investment and choice in the kind of situation we want to be growing up in and living our lives in. And we need to talk much more positively about tax generally or we're just feeding the beast love talking about taxes and getting really excited about <laughs> it um, your work uh, sorry you work uh, as uh, you said at the fair tax mark uh, you also want companies to sign up to say that they uh, are paying their taxes uh, not avoiding taxes isn't that wishful thinking 
Well, I mean, clearly not because we have companies doing that. So we've got FTSE listed companies like SSE and Go Ahead Group and famous ones like Lush Cosmetics and lots more besides. And they've all been through a really rigorous assessment to show that they're being transparent on tax, but also that they're paying the right amount of tax in the right place at the right time. Um, And they're doing it for two reasons. Firstly, it's it's clever business. Okay, so um, the Institute for Business Ethics shows that consumers think that tax is the number one issue in corporate responsibility. It's what they're most concerned about with companies. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, but they also think that um, it's not just a market decision. It's also the right thing to do. Most of them actually want to say, look, we're not like those businesses that keep getting talked about in the media. We know that this is our fair contribution for getting to operate in this country. And they want to they have a way of saying, look, we're doing the right thing. Oh, lovely, nice companies. So ultimately, <laughs> though, businesses are about making money and a lot of them have a duty to do so for their shareholders. On that basis, Emily, isn't it also their duty to pay as little tax as possible in order to make as much profit as they can for uh, the people who own the companies? No, it's not. (laughs) This is is a really annoying myth. And I think we all... I'm sorry for peddling an annoying myth. I think we all probably need to carry around a bust card for people that bring this up. And it needs to say what the Companies Act 2006 actually says, which is that directors of companies, they do have a duty to promote the success of a company. So that's what they have a duty to do. It does not say that they have a duty to... Uh, maximise profit. And it does not say that they have a duty to minimise tax. It says things like they should have regard to the desirability of a company maintaining a high reputation for its business conduct. So we might think tax scandals would come under that. So what we could say instead is actually it's contravening the Companies Act to undertake aggressive tax avoidance and end up with one of these kind of scandals. So it is completely wrong to say that companies should be minimising their tax bills. Boom, I think we should make some (laughs) t-shirts. Definitely. Yeah, Actually, the Companies that. Act, if you look at my T-shirt. Uh, so um, <laughs> aren't big companies uh, like that going to need a little bit more pressure, though, than an invitation to sign up for a, for a kite mark? Well, we definitely need a, a multifaceted movement. You, you cannot change something this big with one organisation, no matter what organisation. So we would see it as a kind of carrot and stick approach. There are amazing campaign organisations um, doing work on this. Oxfam, ActionAid, Global Witness. There are amazing research networks like the Tax Justice network and researchers like Richard Murphy and they are all pumping out information doing really creative stunts and it's fantastic and on the other side we're there offering a carrot saying okay do you really want to be one of those companies that's feeling the heat or do you want to do something positive and stand up for the right thing and potentially um, reap consumer rewards in the process so we think that we are one tool in a much bigger toolbox and hopefully all of us together can shift the market and then shift legislation too. Love it. Big shout out to Richard Murphy, the the greatest man in all of tax. (laughs) Emily, thank you so much for a really spirited um, overview of the Anti-Corruption Summit and also, of course, uh, what we can actually do uh, to perhaps fight corruption. Thank you very much. Thank you. We'll be back at the same time next week. The Weekly Economics Podcast is brought to you by the New Economics Foundation, an independent think tank and charity that campaigns for a fairer, sustainable economy. Find out more and get involved at neweconomics.org. What else? I have weird thumbs. You have weird thumbs? <laughs> Show me. That is quite odd. Yeah. <laughs>